What's the weirdest thing about modern life that people just accept as normal? Probably nothing in reality because everything uh, like that has an answer. But just on the surface, if I had to pick one thing, and there are a lot uh, that appear to be weird, it's that um, we still believe we're moving forward. We still believe that we're making progress and that we're evolving and that life's about learning and that all of the screwing up is human nature. We stop asking what actually is human nature and we've sort of decided, eh, it doesn't matter if we destroy the earth. Um, it, all, all life that supports and perceives us and we it or they, um, it just doesn't matter. Uh, so it's like we're, we're committing this slow suicide or quick suicide here at the end and we still think we're making progress. Aloha, Wisdom App people, <laughs> people of the app, wisdomers, wise askers. It's Jeremy. Um, I am uh, doing an impromptu bit here. I don't know how long this will go on for, uh, but feel free to join in if you end up listening. What do you think politics is? This is my question. Like, I'm sure that, you know, we can just Google it, Google it, Google search it and uh, find the, the Webster's dictionary. But I mean, version, but I mean, like, how do we honestly mean it when we use it in our lives and when we see pundits and politicians using it on TV? Because it seems to me that uh, people get away with politicians, get away with saying racist things sexist things, homophobic things, transphobic things, and um, lying or, you know, using really bad or false, even statistics, um, but data to back up their, their ism, their racism, their sexism, their prejudice, whatever the issue is. Um, and we just brush it off and say, that's just politics. So, Saying that's just politics gives you blanket permission and approval to lie and to uh, promote a position that is the position of the worst of us. And you can go down the list. Um, look at, uh, you know, climate denial, uh, climate change denial. Um, you know, it, literally, we're driving ourselves to extinction here. And we have people who want to say that that's just politics, you know, whatever your position is on that one way or the other. And it's like, why? I'm, I, I get why they do it. My question is, why do we allow that? Especially those of us who actually do care about these topics, who do engage with them. Um, you know, like it's used to brush them off or to pretend that there are two equally valid sides or more to a topic that really doesn't have that. Um, and, and that benefits people who want to ignore the issue or, or want to, you know, promote, uh, whatever makes them money <laughs> in, uh, issue be damned. But for the rest of us who do care about such issues, why do we allow pundits and politicians to get away with framing something as important as like, I don't know, our extinction or racism, you know, sexism. Why do we allow them to get away with saying, well, that's just politics. 
and then going on to the next story. Um, is that a way for us to be lazy about it, to shrug it off? Is that a way for us to throw our hands up and go, well, there's nothing I can do about it. I guess that's just politics. Is it a way to be inclusive of sociopaths in the conversation? Because let's face it, they're generally the ones that run the world with the money and the such. Um, because we feel like we can't do anything about them because they are the system that is rigged against us. And so we can do is just, you know, tantrum and then shrug it off and go, that's just politics. Like, why do we do that with things that are super important and aren't just politics? Because our extinction isn't just politics, right? <laughs> like, uh, you know, the question of whether like big oil and gas is eventually going to ruin us, the planet, blah. That's not just politics. That's, uh, you know, like, does an animal or a rainforest think that that's just politics when, when we cut them down yeah, or make them go extinct? It's not politics to them. So why do we do it? Why do we allow them to get away with saying that's just politics about those larger issues? And when we do that, then it's like we're opening ourselves up for what we're seeing now, which is like, there are no real issues. There's just quote unquote culture war issues. Uh, there is no real fact. It's just your facts and my facts, uh, the sources of the facts. That's, you know, that's usually the problem, but, uh, let's not talk about that. Like it's always, it's always that framing, the framing, and let's not even call it left, right framing. Let's call it what it is. Um, selfish versus life. Finish this phrase. Life is. Life is a great and beautiful mystery that we constantly seek the answer to or ignore and uh, just carry on with our lives in a, a very dull routine uh, answer that we don't even consider an answer. It's just our lives. And meanwhile, when we stop all of that activity, Life reveals us as a surprise to ourselves, full of, well, more mystery, <laughs> and also great joy. Because that's where we're at, right? Our own selfish, short-term financial gain, or gain in self-esteem through bullying and identifying with the corporate overlord and uh, his vassals who come out to uh, tell us how to think like them and and then we'll we'll get to feel better by bullying other people right like these are the things it's self-gratification one way or the other either through money or through a f false sense of worth in moving up in the world and why do we want to move up in that world and the reason that i'm thinking about this is because i got into a little something or rather with uh not you know i get almost an argument but i try not to because it's a random person on twitter but random person on Twitter is, you know, saying whatever. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Just, you know, stupid stuff. And when you answer stupid stuff uh, with, well, then who do you recommend? Why are, you know, like anyone can criticize a politician or a position, but then what's your, 
what's your prescription beyond the criticism? And so this guy was like, okay, have you heard of this candidate? And it's some pundit I've heard of right wing, far right wing who's running for president, uh, who is a fascist. I mean, all of his positions are fascist. And so I say, okay, so your antidote to the ills of society is fascism. All right. That's one way to go. And then it becomes, well, what's fascism? Define fascism. And so I give him the dictionary version of that. And then it becomes, well, point it out. Point out the fascist position. It's like, well, all of them, dude, all of these, the sum total of everything that I see on the page that you just pointed me to. Well, see, you can't, you can't point out any one thing, right? This is what liberals do. And it's like, oh, can we get beyond this? So the getting beyond this to me is simply this. Um, let's stop with the debate bro stuff and just have a discussion about what is it that appeals to you about those positions. And I'll give you what his positions are. Forget that I ever said it's fascism. Let's just go with, you know, a candidate who wants to further militarize the police, who wants to put the military on the border, while at the same time dissolving the FBI, uh, who wants to do away with the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, um, who uh, the very first tweet is about how we, we spend too much time thinking about diversity, followed by we need to get rid of affirmative action. <laughs> uh, you know, you go down this list of like things that are, oh, and you know, if you're worried about the climate, he's calling that climate religion. I guess that's a right wing thing to call it. We've got to do away with climate religion. Um, I'm just curious for anyone who that's an appealing candidate. Like, what is it that is appealing about that? What about that is making your life better? Because I'll just tell you how I vote. Uh, my, my general voting record these days is whoever I think does benefits the most people, right? So whoever is going to benefit the most people while doing the minimum damage to the earth is who I would generally vote for. So, you know, that's never going to be a Republican, unfortunately. Uh, it's going to be an independent or it's going to be a Democrat or a Democratic Socialist or somewhere along those lines. So that's who I'll vote for in a primary. And when the Democratic National Committee and company, uh, you know, when the established Democrats essentially rig the election against this person, like they do, like they did with Bernie Sanders, you know, essentially did their best to work against the populist. Um, I will uh, still vote for the lesser of evil candidates in the general election. Uh, nowadays, whereas I used to say, like, it's all rigged, who cares? And what I'm talking about here is rigging, right? But still, you're left with the lesser of two evils if your candidate is voted out of the primary, whether it's rigged against them or whatever. Uh, I will vote for the lesser of evils because I realize that poor people and disenfranchised people and people for whom the system is set up against far worse than me can't afford for me to throw a temper tantrum, even if I'm right. Can't afford for me not to vote for the lesser of evils just to prove a point, because it's not really a point, it's a pointless point. Are you life or living life? Are you life or are you living life? That is the question. Um, 
both. We are living this. Uh, let's put it this way. I think uh, my friend Tioka's in Ghost Horse, who is a Lakota speaker, says that the Lakota don't have nouns. Everything is ing. Everything is verb. And I think that's what we all are. Uh, we're not. We are not life uh, necessarily. We are living. But if I have to be a noun, I'm also life. So both. <laughs> all right. But it is. It's a <laughs> sorry. It's a pointless point uh, because you know the world ain't going to stop because I, you know, because I I am teaching the Democratic Party a lesson by not voting in their particular brand of warhawk. Who will be better than a fascist? Um, however, that person may not get in if I don't vote. <laughs> so uh, you know, you got to vote in the lesser of evils, and then work on it or speak out against it and the people with the energy and the the direction to actually work on it um, get to it from the inside out. I mean, this is how real change happens. So I'm just wondering, you know, for people who do vote for these things that, that are just, um, you know, at least selfish, not in your best interest selfish, they're in the best interest of corporations and the rich people and the authoritarians who promote them and who get promoted by them. That's who, that's who wins. What is it that you get by bashing the person who's trying to do the most good for the most people with the least damage to the earth? I mean, let's just put it that way and keep it that basic. What do we get out of that? And again, for those of you who are just joining me, why do we allow even those of us who care about subjects like climate change, racism, sexism, transphobia, homophobia, you know, whatever, all of these big issues, why do we allow um, what is essentially anti-human <laughs> and anti-life by way of destruction of the earth? Uh, why do we allow these sociopaths and psychopaths to frame the conversation so that we in the end can accept the fact that there are at least two sides to an issue and that's just politics. It's okay for the politician to lie or to be uh, immoral and unethical, you know, up to a certain line because that's just politics. Why do we do that with these things when we know that we're at the end of existence? Like if this is our do or die moment on the planet, right? Um, so why do we allow that framing? That's my question. If anyone would like to join in, if you, uh, agree, disagree, whatever it is, um, feel free and I will, uh, I'll add you as a, a guest and we can talk about it. Does it bother you? Does it upset you? Do you not care? <laughs> does life go on? And for how long does life go on? If we continue this, um, I don't know that, that, that's all I got. I, I haven't heard back yet, but then I'm not in a, you know, I'm not on Twitter at the moment. So. Who knows? Maybe this person has answered the call uh, of a quote unquote civil discussion as opposed to a debate bro situation. Um, but I doubt it, uh, you know, because I, I think it I think at least on the right and somewhat on the left, too, there there are both. So there is a bothism sometimes, and this is one of them. There is the culture of and by that, I mean, we've sort of trained ourselves to 
engage this way of uh, constantly trying to win something, win a debate. And it's as if you can win in this mental sphere of my uh, rationalizations versus your rationalizations and or facts. If I can do that, or if I can feel good about myself at the end of it and feel like I did that, then that's enough. But is that enough when the world is on fire? I mean, maybe that's enough in other times, but is it enough now? Is it enough to walk away feeling like you won something in the mental sphere when physically the ground under your feet is is about to explode? Like, things are this dire, right? This isn't just like, um, you know, I'm screaming the sky is falling at this point. Remember when we used to make fun of that back in like the 80s and the 90s? And then it turns out, oh, wait, the sky is falling. <laughs> well, the sky is falling. So is it enough to win a debate that, you know, holding the position that the sky isn't falling because your favorite corporatist convinced you that this is the way to argue and the position to hold if you want to feel good about yourself and or climb that ladder, which you're not really going to climb because, uh, you know, that's like winning the lottery. Those people are pre-picked through you know, their families, uh, their, their, their wealth that they've already accrued through those families and their education, uh, which by education, I mean, you know, nepotism through educational institution. That's how this works, folks. You know it and I know it. So why do we, why are we okay with it? Why? And I, I would submit to you that the reason that we're okay with it, even when we're not, the reason we allow it to go on is because um, that's all we can do to stay sane and not scared, uh, in a world that is collapsing to the weight of sociopathy, essentially. Um, but that ain't good enough. So we can't accept that anymore. And obviously we can't debate it anymore because that's not working. So I'm hopeful, I guess, that this guy will <laughs> answer the question start a civil discussion but you know hope is the enemy of man again as christian murdy might say <laughs> because it's just a way to procrastinate and put it on other people so how am i gonna not put it on other people anymore how are we gonna not do that anymore all right that's it that's my spiel does anyone want to join in uh i see there are a few of you listening thank you for listening and uh now we see more people are listening. Great. How can I leave when more and more people are listening? It seems unfair somehow. So please, someone quick, save me. No? All right. Well, uh, I guess adieu for now. I really, You know what I wish? I don't know if anyone from the Wisdom app is listening. Because um, I live in Hawaii. So when you do these like wisdom things where like we can come and talk to you and tell you what we wish we had. I think you do that sometimes, right? Through official uh, wisdom app people on this thing. I live in Hawaii, so I'm probably not awake for it, is what I'm getting at. And uh, so please listen to this. <laughs> and and uh, if I had a wish, it's like, can we set up a calendar on here where we can tell people when we're going to be live? So the audience is ready to go as opposed to like constantly just discovering. Um, because then they're just discovering right at the end of of the thing. and. Um, you know, that's great on some level, but it would be nice to be able to plan things out a little bit. 
Um, that's it. All right. Thank you all for listening. Take care. I think the weirdest thing about modern life that people just accept as normal is just how often through all versions of media storytelling, be it movie, TV, video game, book, whatever it is, play, we tell ourselves over and over again exactly what we're doing uh, to destroy ourselves, to destroy the environment, what our role is in that, and what we need to do to solve it. We tell ourselves this over and over again, and yet when we walk out of the theater or away from the book, we do nothing about it. We act as though it's not happening or it's going to happen maybe in the future. That's some sort of sci-fi cataclysm when it's right here at our door and we all see it. This cognitive dissonance coupled with the fact that we believe we're the smartest animal on the planet. I think that's the weirdest thing about modern life. The smarter we get, the dumber we get to our demise. <laughs>